All-Ireland final in 2018. Watched it in Cook Park and I thought I was going to throw up. Like it just, it was a horrible feeling. You wanted to win, but you just felt like, oh my God, if, if they do win, they haven't been there. Like, is it worth it being over here? Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to Wednesday's Football Daily. I'm Phil Egan. We'll start with a massive game in the Premier League tonight. The top two go head-to-head at the Emirates. It's the first league meeting between Arsenal and Manchester City this season. Arsenal have a three-point lead over the champions. Arsenal also have a game in hand. But a win for City tonight would move them top on goal difference. Arsenal boss Mikel Arteta says City have set the standard and he admits it's a bit of a surprise that they find themselves in this position. You tell me at the start of the season, probably I would doubt, I would hope, but I would be doubtful. But this is where we are. We earn it and now we have to move every single day to try to improve what, we do. what they have done in the last six years. Um, they absolutely merit it. They merit it on the pitch and the way they play, the way they have competed, the way they have gone through difficulties. And, um, and for us, the challenge is to get to, to that level, you know, and uh, we need to use that challenge and that energy to, this is what we want to be. And this is the level and, uh, and we are heading towards it. There are doubts over the fitness of Erling Haaland, who had to come off at halftime in City's 3-1 win over Aston Villa on Sunday. A few stats ahead of tonight's game. Guardiola's unbeaten against Arsenal in the Premier League. He's won 11 of 12 fixtures, including the last five at the Emirates. Arsenal, though, are unbeaten at home this season. Only Newcastle and Brentford have denied them the three points. City are the only side that Arteta has failed to beat as a Premier League manager. City have dropped 13 points away from home this season. They only dropped 11 in total last season. A question they used to ask was, could he do it on a cold Tuesday night in Stoke? Well, if it was a Wednesday, City would get it done. They've won their last 22 Premier League games on a Wednesday. It'll be very interesting to see former colleagues Guardiola and Arteta go toe-to-toe on the touchline. Will Pep sacrifice a left-back again like he did against Villa? Will Arteta name the same starting eleven for the seventh league game in a row? Has Leandro Trossard given him something to think about? Gabriel Martinelli hasn't been as effective in recent weeks. Opposition teams have doubled up on him. Guardiola knows it won't be easy with or without Haaland. We felt it a few weeks ago. We play a fair gap here. How commitment, uh, sharp, and uh, yeah, we have to try to read the game we're going to play. It will be a, a big, big battle in any department, and you have to be you have to be ready. That was from Pep Guardiola's press conference yesterday. He also apologised to Steven Gerrard after referencing the former Liverpool captain's notorious slip. That was at Friday's highly charged press conference. That was his first since the charges against City by the Premier League. Tonight's game kicks off at half past seven. John Brooks was meant to be the VAR official, but David Coote will do that instead. John Brooks was taken off VAR duty due to his mistake in the Palace and Brighton game. Lee Mason won't be on VAR duty this weekend. He didn't rule out Brentford's equaliser against Arsenal last Saturday. The Premier League met yesterday a special meeting to review a number of mistakes they made at the weekend. And the Premier League says it's disappointed refereeing standards fell below expectations over the weekend. Also more Champions League action tonight. Chelsea are in Germany to play Borussia Dortmund in the first leg of their last 16 tie. One win in eight for Chelsea in all competitions. Three draws in a row. Remember, Chelsea spent more than £300 million in the January transfer window. They brought in eight players. There's even more pressure on Graham Potter as a result. He's been accused of being too nice and not angry enough. Rio Ferdinand suggested Potter needs to be like Jurgen Klopp, Pep Guardiola or Jose Mourinho in his post-match interviews. And the Chelsea manager was asked about this in his press conference yesterday. And this is what he had to say. Of course I get angry. I'm a human being, just like you. Um, It's just that I choose to 
conduct myself the way that I think is the right way to conduct myself on the side. If you think <clears throat> that you can start a coaching career in the ninth tier of English football in the Northern Counties, not the Prem, the Northern Counties Division 1, and get to this point now as the, in the Chelsea um, Champions League without getting angry or being nice, then I would suggest you don't know anything about anything. Dortmund are in good form. Six wins from six in all competitions since the season resumed in early January. Chelsea are one of several clubs believed to be interested in Dortmund midfielder Jude Bellingham. There's a fair chance they'll want him even more after tonight, given his performances this season. Kickoff is 8 o'clock. At the same time, Scott Parker gets a taste of Champions League football as a manager. He's the manager of Club Brugge, who hosts Benfica. Parker has one win from seven games since he took charge in December. Five draws, though, so just the one defeat. Brugge have won three Belgian titles in a row, with a 20 points behind leaders Genk. Benfica are top of the league in Portugal. How will they do without Enzo Fernandes? They sold Darwin Nunes in the summer. That hasn't hampered them, but Fernandes was the latest player to leave, obviously going to Chelsea for big money in January. Last night, Tottenham lost 1-0 away to AC Milan on the first leg. Brahim Diaz, formerly of Manchester City, scored the only goal of the game at the San Siro. Spurs boss Antonio Conte believes his side can turn it around on the home leg in three weeks' time. And from the start until the end, I think we uh, played the game with, uh, with high intensity, with a lot of pressure. It was difficult to play for us. It was difficult to play for them. But I'm sure that uh, in the second game in uh, our stadium, Tottenham Stadium, uh, uh, I know, I know that our fans will create uh, uh, an important atmosphere to push us uh, and uh, to overcome uh, uh, Milan obstacle. Staying with Tottenham, and they've declined to comment about reports that billionaire Jam Najafi is set to launch a 3.1 billion pounds takeover of the club. Iranian-American Najafi's chair of sports investment company MSP Sports Capital. The Financial Times is reporting he's working with a consortium of investors to put together a bid for Spurs. Najafi is a part owner of NBA team Phoenix Suns. Bayern Munich beat PSG 1-0 in Paris last night in the other game and that was thanks to a goal from former PSG man Kingsley Coman who you remember scored the winner when the two sides met in the 2020 final. PSG weren't very good until Kylian Mbappe came on. He wasn't past fit to start, but when he came on, he certainly made a difference. He had a goal disallowed for offside. So the French champions should be a lot better in Munich in three weeks' time with a fully fit Mbappe. Bayern didn't have to worry about players getting in behind them when Neymar and Messi were up front. So it was quite comfortable, but definitely a different story when Mbappe came on. Republic of Ireland defender Harriet Scott says she wants to face Canada at their best at the World Cup this summer. The Olympic champions are currently embroiled in a fallout with their own federation. The team vowed to take strike action ahead of this week's She Believes Cup as they claim there have been cuts to the support they receive from the federation. Scott says things are good for the Irish players with the FAI now after their own issues a few years back. The Birmingham defenders with the girls in green in Spain for a training camp which will finish with a friendly against China next week. She says she wants to face the best version of Canada in Perth at the World Cup on the 26th of July. Personally, I'd like to play a team not when they're down. I want to play a team when they're absolute, their absolute best and we perform and we perform our best and we still kind of compete with them. We A few years ago, we played against the Netherlands just after they won the Euros and they were at that absolute peak. And 
So when we went away and we got a draw, that was probably the most satisfying, one of the most satisfying results for me, just because they were at that absolute peak. So I, I kind of hope that a federation in Canada are performing well and at that peak because instead I want to compete against them when they're in there, when they're flying, really. The FAI has established that accidental excessive force was the cause of damage to the stand at the markets field which resulted in fans being evacuated from the Limerick venue. section of Waterford fans had to vacate the UA stand during November's First Division playoff final. As a result, the game was halted for five minutes due to concerns over structural issues. The FAI has investigated the issue and have concluded that neither malicious intent nor structural issues were factors in the damaging of the stand. Jesse Marsh could be appointed new Southampton manager today. The American was only sacked by Leeds last week will replace Nathan Jones at the club who are bottom of the Premier League. Marsh's first game in charge would be against Chelsea this weekend. Leeds, meanwhile, have confirmed Michael Scubala will take charge of the team for the next two games. Those are against Everton and Southampton, which means he'd be in charge for the return of Jesse Marsh to Elland Road on Saturday week. FIFA's confirmed the USA, Mexico and Canada will all automatically qualify for the 2026 World Cup. Three countries won the right to host the World Cup in a United North American bid. It's the first time FIFA had to set aside three host bids. The tournament's set to expand from 32 teams to 48. Daniela De Rossi was sacked by struggling Serie B side Spal yesterday, just four months into his first job of his managerial career. In a statement, they said the former Italy international had been relieved of his duties as first-team coach. The 39-year-old took over in October. Three wins from 16 league games. The club were in the relegation zone. De Rossi was part of Roberto Mancini's coaching staff when Italy won the Euros. And speaking of struggling clubs, Valencia have appointed former midfielder Ruben Baraja. Gennaro Gattuso was sacked last month. Valencia are 18th in La Liga. One point from safety. Thousands of supporters protested against businessman Peter Lim's ownership of the club on Saturday. That's it for today's Football Daily. You can subscribe to the OTB Football podcast feed to hear the best football analysis, interviews and stories from off the ball.